Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Sean Andrus, the menopause guru, and this is Menopause Matters. Um, you know that I talk a lot about nutrition and exercise and strength training um, as part of what I do. And I thought today would be fun to bring in somebody with a little bit different, um, different program, different take on strength training and fitness programs. and. Um, you may notice if you're actually watching this uh, or if you've seen the pictures that Joe is not the person I would normally recommend you go talk to. Joe Hoy is the owner of Hoy Fit uh, or Fit for Life. Although he is a 29-year-old man, Joe decided to build a health coaching and weight loss business that leans into women entering into or past menopause. Joe, so as as I said, you're not the typical. In fact, I would say to most of my listeners and most of my clients, don't go see don't go see somebody who looks like Joe because they just don't get it. And you you reached out to me and said, I really want to talk to you. I really want to talk to your listeners. And the first thing I said was, what makes you think that you're the person to talk to menopausal women? And I, I loved your answer so much that you're here. So tell us why you think you're a great person to train and work with menopausal women, women in their menopause journey. Yeah, you got it. And so hopefully there's video on this because then everybody can just see me smiling ear to ear when you say that. <laughs> because I get that I'm I'm pretty much the inverse of what people would expect as a coach for women 40 plus perimenopausal, menopausal or postmenopausal. And so the reason that I chose to work with this population is really three reasons that kind of grouped into one at the end of my story. And so Growing up, I had two stepbrothers and they would switch off. So sometimes they would live at the house with myself and my mom. Sometimes they would go to their mom's house. And so one day when I was 13 years old, I was a little bit bored. My brothers were both gone. It was just me and my mom in the house. And I said, mom, feeling bored. I don't know what to do. And she looked at me and smirked and she said, well, tough luck, buddy. You can stay home or you can come with me to the gym because that's where I'm going. And so wonderful. That's what happened. Um, and so she brought me to the gym and it's like when she opened up the doors, there was that 
those angels singing and the golden glow in the background. Like I just entered heaven. So I fell in love with it. Um, and that was it. I mean, that was the beginning of my health, fitness and wellness journey, but I was always really skinny and having two older brothers and tons of friends that were boys and they had older brothers. I was the one that got picked on Joe. You're too small. You're too unathletic. You're not fast. You're not this, you're not that. And it created a fuel in me that I really wanted to change and I couldn't. So from 13 to 19, I was just, I was five foot 11. By the time I graduated high school, I was 145 pounds, insanely skinny. And I started pursuing a career in surgery where I had to learn about nutrition. I had to learn about how our bodies worked and how those two things go together. And so instead of taking the diet route, I took the education route. I figured out what my body needed and I went with it. So I went from 145 pounds. My goal was 190 and I got to 190 and then went straight past the two, 225 pounds. And so then I had a new problem. I was still uncomfortable in my body, but I was overweight and I didn't like that either. So then I had to learn how to lose weight to get to where I wanted to be. And eventually I did. So I went from 145 to 225 down to about 185. And I grew up in a really small town. Everybody knew me from 13. So they knew the skinny Joe, the overweight Joe, and then the Joe that looked really good. And they said, okay, how did you do this? And then the next part of my story, the third part of my story is that I've always been fairly entrepreneurial. So it clicked after enough people asked. I said, okay, I think I have something here. Number one, I can help people. Number two, I think it can help me pay the bills. And so I started running these online challenges to help anybody and everybody. But for some reason, the only people that would join me were women over 40. It's not like I, I intended for that, but the messaging I put out, the words that I wrote really spoke to them. And so I learned that I connected well with them. And everything went from there. At that time, I was still working in surgery. I had graduated college. And for some reason, they decided to stick the only male that worked in surgery inside the GYN rooms and the OB-based rooms. And so I spent 40 hours a week, every week for years at a time, working side-by-side OB-GYN doctors, working on female-related surgeries. And I got a massive understanding of how the female body works. Um, after that, HoyFit grew, and here I am now. That is an incredible story. And what we talked about is how um, and what I want to talk with my listeners about today is how strength training and other modalities of of training, fitness training, fitness activities fit into a woman's menopause, perimenopausal and postmenopausal journey why it's so important to number one, strength train, but number two, also keep up with all the rest of those modalities. And for me, that means strength, cardio, uh, flexibility, and functional training, or what's often known as core training, but is really all about being able to carry a bag of dog food in the house or uh, stand on one leg if you have to, or all of those balance kinds of things that keep women safe as we go through these years, because we, our bodies are not going to just sort of fall down and break if we, if we do. So let's talk strength, strength training. <laughs> Yeah. So 
I think that strength training is something every single person should be doing. And from the ladies that we work with, I realize that there's this big fear around strength training or hesitation around strength training because they see me, they understand that I strength train and they don't want to look like me. Right. And so it can be a little bit scary, right? Bad enough that we get those stray hairs on our chins and it looks like Joe's got a beard. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we don't, we don't want to bulk up. We don't want to look muscular. Um, We don't mind those Pilates muscles, uh, but we don't want those big, big muscles. So what do you say to somebody who comes in and says, I don't want to strength train. I don't, I, I don't want to look bulky. I don't want to gain muscle weight. So what do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I like to point out is just, I like to tell stories about me to put things in perspective. And so number one, as a man, I have many more hormones in my body that promote muscle building than women do. And Mm -hmm. so with that, I have 40 pounds of muscle, 40 pounds more weight on my frame than I had 15 years ago. And I've been going to the gym consistently five days a week for 15 years, eating more food than my body needs. And it's only been a 40 pound weight gain in 15 years, right? And so ladies just simply won't gain that much eating within a normal calorie number. Mm Mm-hmm. Strength training to just promote bone strength and keep muscle mass, not add muscle mass. And so, in short, it's just not going to happen, right? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't happen because we we don't have the testosterone in the first place. And in the second place, it's going down as we go through menopause. And it's not working as well because we also have that um, the estrogen testosterone um, synergy does not work as well because we don't have the estrogen. But what it, what are some of the things that strength training does do for us? Why is it that, what are the things? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, as you enter perimenopause or menopause, you're losing a certain amount of muscle mass every single year. And so that's going to lower your metabolic rate, which means you can't eat as many calories in order to simply maintain your, your body weight. And instead, when you lift weights, you're sending a signal from your body to your brain and then back to your body saying, hey, we're lifting weights. We're doing something challenging that requires muscle. We need to keep this muscle because this person's probably going to do it again. So those signals Act to number one, make sure you maintain the muscle you have, but also maybe build a little bit more, not a ton, but enough to raise your metabolic rate so that you can eat more food, have more food freedoms, and just live a much more normal life, stress-free mm. life. Yeah, very true. So the metabolic rate, uh, another thing that's so super important for us is bone strength. So you want to talk a little bit about bone strength and, and how strength training feeds into that? It's a very similar answer, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, basically, if we just take what I said and replace the word muscle with bone, that's it. Um, Ladies in menopause are at risk for osteoporosis eventually. And so by strength training, you're putting pressure on those bones. You're telling your body that it needs to keep stronger bones. And gosh, I mean, 
that is something every single person should feel like they need. Because as anybody gets older, if you have a fall or you bump into something, you don't want to be the person that fell down and broke their hip or Mm -hmm. broke their bone or anything like that. And if you're strength training, keeping your bones strong, you are at much less risk for something like that. True. And you're also more likely to recover if your bones, if you, your bones are used to that rebuilding, remodeling process, because what's happening in us all the time is that our bones are breaking down and being built back up. And until recently, the drugs that were on the market only kept your bones from breaking down. So they became, they were there, but they became brittle. And so I believe there's a new drug on the market that is now part of it, that, that they've kind of un, untangled that remodeling process, that building up process. Haven't seen enough about it really to recommend or not recommend it, but, um, and that's the problem because they thought these drugs that wouldn't break, were stopping your bones from breaking down or doing what it, what they needed to do. But it turned out that all it, that what it really did was make your bones more brittle as opposed to actually making them stronger. Um, so can you get away? You know, I know a lot of people who think that they're doing enough by just running or walking, which are weight bearing exercises. What What's happening there? You want to? Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I think running, walking, any form of cardiovascular movement is great, right? But it is only great for that reason, cardiovascular reasons, heart health, um, improving blood flow, things like that. And as you do a cardiovascular exercise like running, you're actually telling your body to become more efficient. And so the best way I can explain this is by looking at either body fat or muscle mass as a currency. And muscle mass is very expensive, right? The currency is calories. We need to pay to keep our muscle mass by spending calories or eating food. And muscle mass burns a lot of calories, Mm -hmm. right? So it's an expensive thing to keep on your body. And if your body needs to become more efficient through running, because it's burning so many calories doing that, it's going to eat away your muscle mass and almost do the opposite of what strength training does in a long period of time, which is get rid of your muscle mass. Sleep. It's so important to our health and to our hormonal balance. Yet 90% of women report not sleeping as one of their worst symptoms. Get my free sleep tips at menopausematterspodcast.com slash opt-in. And going back to the bones for a second, whenever you're doing strength training, all your the only place that it's building bone is where those bones are actually weight bearing. So running is not going to do anything for the bones in basically in your upper body or your arms. So you're still at risk for osteoporosis, but not maybe not so much at all over your body, but in certain areas, which is still a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So Cardio for um, lungs and heart, critical to keep 
to keep those systems going. What about flexibility? What are you, what's your take on flexibility, Pilates, yoga, uh, stretching, those kinds of things? Yeah. So I personally do 15 minutes of mobility every single night. And I'll get into yoga here because when you said that, I smirked a little bit. I don't know if you saw, but <laughs> um, I was in the gym one day and this is far before I ever considered stretching, flexibility, mobility, anything like that. And I picked up a weight and I hurt my back and I go home. And by the time I got home, I couldn't even get out of my truck. I was in so much pain that I, I could hardly get out. And I, I dragged myself to bed and I laid in bed and in the morning, I could not get out of bed. Not at all. So and it turns out <laughs> not fun. No, not fun. Um, it turns out I had a bulging disc mm. and it was just due to massive amounts of immobility and then lifting too much weight. And so I started adding mobility into my days and I kid you not within two weeks I was fixed. Um, mm. of course I had to strengthen my core area a bit, but like I could walk, I could run, I could go back to the gym. And that's all because I made my muscles a little bit longer, right? So I stretched them out every single day. I did what they needed. I helped them recover and it just played a massive role for me. Um, and at this point, it's been two and a half years. My body's never felt better. Great. So we all, you also mentioned um, core strengthening, which is sort of the fourth element of this. Um, you want to talk a little bit about function, functional exercise or core exercise? Um, yeah. So I think that functional exercise is probably one of the best, right? Because it translates back directly into our days. Mm -hmm. And so we can think about that as picking something up from the ground with one hand. Mm -hmm. We're a little bit lopsided. We need that core strength, which is going to be all of our muscles in the front of us and all the muscles in the back of us, kind of in our midsection area. Yeah. So that's what keeps us stable, right? It's like the, the trunk of a tree. And so it plays a role in everything we do, how we sit, our posture, how we pick things up, how we put things overhead, getting up and down. And if we don't have that functional strength or that core strength, we're going to be in trouble as we age, just like if anything else we've mentioned is missing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned something that, that I think is really important, and that is that you, the back thing that went on with you was because you were lifting too much weight. And so when we go into the gym as women who are less than in shape or as men who are less than in shape, um, where do you start with someone? Where do you, um, are, do you start with free weights? Do you th start with machines? Why? And, and I guess the thing goes back to, too, why training? Why do you gra gravitate to it? Why do you, like I do, ex I'm having a hard time with this sentence. Sorry, guys. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. Um, why is it so important to work with somebody who knows what they're doing in the gym and is not? Um, as so often happens, um, a bodybuilder or somebody who just, um, you know, concentrates on how much weight you can lift 
and let's break it down into it's tricep day. Um, happened to I watched a couple of women in my gym years ago who were working. Um, the gym owner was very nice guy, but he was a bodybuilder. And so when he gave them their program, he said, here's your tricep day. And they would come into the gym and spend 45 minutes working out triceps. And I'm like, no, this isn't going to get you where you want to go. They didn't want to hear it, but that's beside the point. So let's talk a little bit about program and where, why a trainer who really understands the whole gamut of exercise is so important. Yeah, well, I think first I would ask or do two main things. Number one, I would ask the question, what are your goals? Right. Mm -hmm. And so if those ladies goals weren't to step on stage in a bikini competition or anything like that, I'd probably give them more functional movements just because mm -hmm. I'm sure they're in there. Like I said, not to step on stage, but to just live a high quality life. Right. And so that matters. The next thing is I would start with a mobility screening. It's like how well can you move your body? What are your limitations? Mm -hmm. And by knowing that is going to tell me where somebody can start. So what, what you do an online training program. I do an online program as well. Um, and both of us work in, in similar ways in that, that our program is goes beyond just the exercise and just the strength training. But Let's say someone wanted to go into their local gym and work with a trainer. What would you what what kinds of things would you tell them to look for in a trainer that that they might be working with in person? I would ask. What are their levels of education? Right. And I mean that beyond a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Right. Like. Who have they trained before? Who's the population they train the most? What are their beliefs around training and what's most important? And then go from there. Yeah. Um, but really, you want to find someone that aligns with you. Exactly. Yeah. So you're looking for and, you know, this is this comes back to my first reaction when I when you and I talked and I, and I said, so what makes you think you? You can do this. And the, it is true that people who have not trained this, this group of people don't have as much of an understanding of what we're going through. They don't understand some of the things like menopausal arthritis, where all of a sudden we're, you know, our backs are killing us from, from what shouldn't have been terribly difficult workout. Um, but it's just the way estrogen is now working in our bodies. Other things that happen through this exercise program. And so my, I like the fact that you're asking, who have you worked with before? What's, what's the population? And why, why, what's your philosophy around working with that population? And I think that's really, really good stuff. Now, you do have some online training programs. So give us a, a encapsulation of what you what you'd work with around uh, online work. Yeah, absolutely. So 
number one, I just, I just wrote a book that everybody can get for free um, online. And it is going through kind of what we hit on earlier about raising metabolic rate and making sure people's bodies are working with them rather than against them. And so it's called the Huge. diet detox. Exactly. Huge problem for women because our thyroids aren't working as well as they used to. And the estrogen is a factor in that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so they can find out how to do that for free. What that does is actually take them through the entire first phase of our fit for life coaching program just for free, because I'd rather help as many mm -hmm. people as possible. And I can't do that if we're just doing paid coaching yeah. um, inside of our paid coaching program. Like I said, we'll run you through fixing your metabolic rate, optimizing your hormones and your gut health. And then finally taking a dive into nutrition, into strength, into sleep, into stress, and creating a program or a lifestyle that just fits with what you want to do, not for the next six months, but for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, go on. I was going to say, Joe, you said you had a wonderful offer for um, one special lucky listener. And tell, tell us, our listeners, about that. Absolutely. So I was excited about this one. Um, I would like to give away six months of free coaching for one of the listeners. And so all you need to do, um, Jean, I'll put the link to you in an email so you can share it with them. But great. all you need to do is give us your name, your email, your phone number, and then one great reason as to why you deserve six months of free coaching. And amazing amazing offer it's a truly a special offer for one lucky listener um i'm assuming that you will send the ebook to those who send you their address email addresses is that the yeah i can way? absolutely do that why don't you do that so if you if you enter and tell joe why you want to be the person to get six months of training from hoy fitness fit or fit for life. Um, and he'll send everyone the ebook and, uh, maybe you'll be the lucky person. Yeah, that would be great. And I, I want to let people know, cause they're afraid of this. Like I'm never going to be that guy that spams you with emails or calls you or texts you. It's just so I can contact the winner. Right. Great. That's all. Great. So, Thanks so much for coming and joining me today. Uh, truly a great conversation about strength training. I, I do actually, <laughs> I have several other people I talk to about strength training, and I think it's a huge, important topic for women because if you, no matter where you are on the spectrum, whether, whether it's tough to lift up a soup can five times within, in, bicep curls or whether you go to the gym and strength train with 30 pound kettlebells you need to be strength training because it's going to make a difference in your life and you need to be doing it in a way that's safe and effective doesn't get you hurt and keeps you going thanks so much for joining me today joe i appreciate Thank you. it Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, 
Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 